You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Kenny Ortiz. This is Theology for the Rest of Us coming at you from beautiful Central Florida. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. So glad to have you. This is episode 231, and I'm going to be answering the question, what is heresy and how should we deal with heretics? Uh, This is a great question that no doubt could be controversial to some extent in the minds of some. Um, Let me give you a quick definition of heresy. Uh, That is, uh, heresy is any teaching that we would consider false, anything that is contrary to what what we see in scripture um, and is outside of orthodoxy. Uh, if you're not familiar with the term orthodoxy, uh, I did an episode back, uh, episode 208. I encourage you to go back and listen to that. Um, in essence, orthodoxy is the long standing general consensus amongst Christian theologians. So, you know, if you examine what have Christian pastors and preachers and theologians and scholars and and, and, and lay people as well. Um, what, what have Christians, people who are serious about God and serious about studying the scriptures, what have they generally agreed upon throughout the centuries for the last 2,000 years? What's the overarching general consensus um, on different areas of theology? That would what we would be call orthodoxy. So, the, the for example, the deity of Christ. The general consensus between uh, amongst Christian scholars for the throughout the centuries is Jesus is indeed God. That he wasn't just a human, wasn't just a good teacher, but he was actually divine, God incarnate. Um, that has been the accepted orthodox opinion uh, throughout throughout the centuries, based on what we see in the Scripture. Scholars and theologians and a variety of Christians are studying the scripture and they're, and that's the opinion they're coming to. That's the interpretation of the scripture that they're coming to. So that's the orthodox opinion. If you teach something that's outside of that, uh, then you would then cross over into an unorthodox area and you are now potentially in heresy. Now, just because you're unorthodox doesn't necessarily mean you're, her- you're a heretic or that you're in heresy. There is another category called heterodoxy. Um... And we will cover that in a future episode, probably the next episode. So hang in, hang tight. Um, but that that's a kind of a, a smaller segment. For the most part, if you are unorthodox, you typically are crossing over into the arena of heresy. Um, heresy typically isn't just a false teaching. Um, it is also typically destructive or harmful. The Apostle Peter warns us in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1, uh, he warns us that there are going to be false prophets or false teachers uh, among the people of God. Uh, and he talks about these, these false teachers who bring destructive heresies. Um, so not only are they bringing teachings that are opposite of what Jesus taught or opposite of the scriptures or outside of of what Christians understand to be true, um, but they're also teaching things that are harmful in one way or another. For example, within orthodoxy, Christians have believed throughout the centuries, uh, throughout all of the generations of the church, that we are saved through faith in Christ and Christ alone, that, that nothing can save us, that, that no one else can save us, that no other religion can save us, that we can't save ourselves through our own works, but only through faith in Christ 
uh, they, you know, can we be saved? That's the orthodox understanding. Um, this, that would be the orthodox Christian doctrine. Um, if someone comes along and says, oh, no, you can be saved through Jesus or through Muhammad or through Buddha or through uh, you know the Baha'i faith or whatever, they start throwing out all these things. They say, all roads lead to God. It doesn't matter. Just put your faith in something. Um, that would be a heresy because it would be opposite of what Jesus taught. It would be outside of Orthodox, the, the the you know the, the consensus that the Christians have embraced throughout the centuries, and it would be destructive and harmful. If anyone actually believed that, it would be detrimental to their own spiritual health, their own faith journey, and to their own eternity. Right? This could be an extremely detrimental and devastating teaching if it's embraced by any person out there. Um, and so, heresy typically is not just bad teaching or, or flawed theology, but it is opposite of what is clear in scripture it is outside the norms of orthodoxy and it is typically destructive or harmful to any person that may embrace it so how do we deal with heretics Uh, first i would say we shouldn't jump to using that word very quickly we should be cautious and gracious Um, sometimes people misspeak sometimes people just have a slight difference of opinion or nuance Um, so we just want to be cautious we don't jump to using that terminology too quickly, right? But if someone is truly a heretic, then we should vehemently call them a heretic and we should avoid allowing them to have any influence within the church. Um, if someone is being a heretic, they should be confronted lovingly. They should be, you know, they should be brought in and say, hey, we need to teach, we need you, you need you to teach this, we need you to teach something different. We need you to change your belief. Uh, we need you to repent of your sin because teaching the wrong thing is sinful. Stop being a heretic. Um, and if they refuse to stop being a heretic, then you need to take action uh, lovingly and as graciously as possible, but take action to remove them from making sure they have any influence over other believers because we, we, we cannot allow detrimental or destructive teaching to go on in church. It is not acceptable. It is the job of the elders and the pastors to step in, to confront it, to combat it, to guard the sheep of the congregation from bad heretical teachings. Um, Now, throughout the centuries, uh, some churches have maybe been a little extreme in how they dealt with heretics, particularly the Catholic Church through like the Inquisition and things like that, where they, you know, would very quickly call someone a heretic over very small things and burn them at the stake or have them executed. Um, I'm not saying we should do that. Um, Again, we should be slow to call someone a heretic. We should be as gracious and as diplomatic as possible. But if it becomes clear this person is teaching things that are outside of the norms of orthodoxy, that are contrary to the scriptures, and are potentially devastating or harmful uh, to the people of God, then we must call them out on it and we must take steps to remove them from having influence. Um, and again, I'm not saying you should never talk to them. I'm just saying we make sure that they don't have influence over the people that we love, the people of God. Um, and that's going to look different in every situation. Every church is going to handle it differently. Every person and every family is going to handle that differently. I'm not saying you need to handle it the same way I would handle it. It's going to look, it could look very different from church to church, congregation to congregation, culture to culture. But, but I'm just saying the leaders of the church must do something to combat it, to address it, and to protect the people of God from heretical teaching. Heresy is destructive. It is it flies in the face of God, is defiant, it's disrespectful, and we cannot tolerate it. 
um, the Apostle Paul talks in Galatians to the Galatian church. He says, listen, if someone comes to you and preaches a different gospel, reject them. Do not listen. He said, listen, even if an angel from heaven comes down and teaches you a gospel different than what I taught you, don't listen. He said, even if I come back to you at a later time and I have, I'm preaching you a different gospel and I'm telling you that I changed my mind, don't listen to me. Like He makes it very clear. Do not listen to false teachers. And, and all throughout the scriptures, the Apostle Paul says, let them be accursed. Like, let them be cut off. Let them be damned. Um, it, it, is, it is very, very clear. The Apostle Paul says to, to Timothy, guard the flock, um, protect them, fight the good fight. Um, in, in, in Titus, Paul writes to uh, his protege Titus saying, listen, reject those people who are divisive that are bringing those, those heretics or the heresies in. He's saying, listen, do not allow heresies on the core and the foundational elements of our faith to exist. It is not acceptable. Now, I will give a caveat that I also already mentioned in episode 208. I think it's important to realize that sometimes people disagree, Christians may disagree with each other on certain elements of theology or certain interpretations of the scripture, certain nuances of of interpreting the scriptures. Um, And it doesn't necessarily mean that one of them is a heretic. Like it's possible for two Christians to both be in the bounds of orthodoxy and yet still disagree. Uh, In essence, as I said in episode 208, orthodoxy is the general consensus but even within the consensus there is disagreement uh, the best example of this is eschatology um, there are orthodox christians that are premillennial there are orthodox christians that are amillennial uh, now if you don't understand what premillennialism is or amillennialism it's no big deal it's not important for this episode in essence there are basically two different views of viewing eschatology eschatology is the the end times how is the world going to come to an end at some point or how, how does jesus usher in his second coming um so within orthodoxy there are differing opinions on eschatology there are orthodox christians that are premillennial orthodox christians that are postmillennial that is acceptable they christians throughout the centuries have come to the conclusion that there are viable interpretations different differing viable interpretations of the scripture and as long as you're within those bounds you can still be considered orthodoxy but once you go outside of that and you start teaching something or embracing some new theology that is that is not within those bounds and if that teaching is potentially harmful to the people of god or if it's just clearly opposite of what the scripture has made clear then you've gone outside of orthodoxy and you've now gone into the land of heresy you are being a heretic and you ought to be dealt with in a firm and just manner um i believe that's what the scriptures would command us to do again we always want to be gracious we want to be kind we want to be loving we want to be patient with people Uh, we want to be as diplomatic and as ecumenical as possible Uh, we, we want to seek for unity but we never sacrifice truth for unity never i want to say that again we don't sacrifice truth just for the sake of being unified Unity among Christians is very important, but unity does not trump truth. We don't let truth get wishy-washy. We don't let heresy slide just for the sake of unity. Truth is important when it comes to preaching and teaching the scriptures and interpreting the scriptures. When it comes to what we believe to be true, we must be willing to fight and defend Christian orthodoxy. And if someone is not willing to do that, or they're willing to go outside of that into the realm of heresy, then we as Christians must be willing to confront them with truth and love. 
Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope it was helpful. If you have a question or a topic that you want me to address in a future episode of the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email or tweet at me. The email address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Or on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Hey, if you're looking for more resources, check out our website, theologyfortherestofus.com. I've got lots of recommended books, blogs, and other podcasts. Check it out today. Again, theologyfortherestofus.com. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.